Last the two nights ago, I had a dream that I was in the same like military infirmary ward as Will Smith, and he had suffered like like burns from the neck down for some kind of like paramilitary operation he was involved in. Of course, I, I um, was trying to convince the, the 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 medical staff of the hospital that we needed to Will Smith needed to get out there and inspire these troops. Uh huh. supposed to do we shut it down so at some point during this conversation you have to ask me what we're doing here bo Uh what are we doing here welcome rachel to telephones where we're playing the messages you leave at 304-518-jams jams uh my name is bo filling in for casey today is cross stitcher runner telefam champ rachel (laughs) hi um, so usually I haven't heard these messages, uh-huh. but somebody's got to fucking, you know, drive this. Right. Um, so I've heard all these messages. Mm-hmm. You haven't heard any of these messages. Nothing. Unless you left a message. I, I didn't. Know. I thought about doing it and then I did not. Um, so let's, you want to, you want to get started? You yeah. Know? Okay. Are we starting with number one? Hey guys, this is Pete. Uh, first time caller, short time listener. Yay. I don't number them. So I don't oh. know. That's a Casey because, like, thing. Casey's over there and he's not like manning the shit. So mm-hmm. like he has these all encoded okay. in some way. And he's got like a <clears throat> notebook. But I because I'm doing this and that. Yeah, that's too much paperwork. It really is. I wouldn't know how to randomize it or what purpose that would serve. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks for calling, Pete. Back to you. Hi, Pete. Um, I've been trying to catch up on the podcast and thanks. thought I would call, but I'm... Filled with dread and anxiety. Oh no! Because there's a bunch of episodes that I haven't listened to, and I'm really worried that I'm going to leave a message that um, somebody's already left and that you've already played on air. Hmm. And uh, so far, so good. It's really Mm -hmm. important to me to be perceived as being super original. So, um, if you can uh, identify with that feeling at all, maybe you could talk about that and how you deal with it. Anyway, thank you. Bye. Thank Pete. you. That's a really good question. The idea of being like, of being so, of being preoccupied with being original in such mm-hmm. a way that prevents you from like doing uh, stuff, from doing stuff, from creating things. Um, do you identify with that? <laughs> uh, sometimes. So I do kind of think when I call in, like, have mm-hmm. I left a similar message before, or have I, uh, if I'm providing a jam in, have I like left this band as a suggestion. But I also think that, you know, you and Casey have the power to edit things and to self-select. So if I'm repeating a thing, yeah, it's okay. For sure. Yeah. And you know, repetition is nice. Calling back to different things is nice. Um, is he talking about imposter system syndrome? That's what I feel like he's talking about. Experiences to what extent or another, right? He's overcoming it. That's true. It does seem like it's a 
thing to get over. Like, it seems like there's a hump. You've called a lot of times. I have called so a lot of times. So you should have advice for calling. <laughs> for calling in? Yeah. Uh, What's the way? How do you jump in? I think there's, like, two... There's two strategies. Let's so the the first strategy is to tell uh, a story where either you look really cool or you look like real stupid. Sure. Um, because those are the relatable things. Like, here's something that went really well. Here's something that went really wrong. Like, right. did you guys experience this? You and Casey or whoever else is here. Or you leave something that's more open-ended where it allows folks to riff on it. So like the jam in, jam out scenario or the... Yeah. Snack in, snack out that was happening for a while. I kind of miss that. I do like a snack in, snack out. Yeah. Or you like the, um, I really hope the guy who does the D&D stuff called in this week. Yeah, man. That guy. He's awesome. He's really putting a lot into it. He is. It's great. I mean, he's like checking whoever is the co-host. He's coming up with new things. Yeah. Uh, he... I love that voice, too, that he does. Or they do. I could be a lady. I don't know. Um, Who knows? Who knows? (laughs) Uh, In that, yo. Prepare yourselves for a world of fantasy and adventure. Welcome to TFD&D. Yeah, there's no dice. You are Stone and the Robarian, occasionally quick-tempered warrior of the Wolven Steps. (laughs) Honored guest host, you are Chongo Many... Rachel. (laughs) Any rips, violent pilferer from the straits of Comp Town. With you is Blazit, fourth of twenty, notable far-seeing hedge wizard. I love it. When last we left fourth our of heroes, 20? they had angered the guardian of the halls of Hijink, thereby awakening a terrifying trio of high cougars. Thinking. Okay. Okay. So we had. If we there recap, was a stone giant, stone giant that you like licked somebody's ear. I licked the stone and licked the hedge wizard's hedge ear. wizard's ear. Okay, and then whistled patience. Mm-hmm. And then there was a cut purse. You mm-hmm. and you back stabbed the stone giant in the back. Mm-hmm. And the stone giant was furious mm-hmm. and released the high cougars. The high cougars are now attacking, and you're trying to stab one of them, and I'm going to get the other two okay. with the agreement that you'll take 60% of the loot. Um, That's for, a fair deal. I guess. And quickly, Chongo runs up a nearby pillar and flips onto the back of the largest seven-legged creature mm. and summarily slits its throat. Shit. Hell yeah. Similarly, Stonehand whips himself into a snarling, incoherent frenzy <laughs> and each of the five-legged furballs to bloody bits. As you right. clean your blades, the voice of the Guardian resounds clearly within your very minds. Shit. Oh, boy. You think you have won. I thought so. But high cougars are not so... Easily dismissed. Oh, no. With that, the corpses of the high cougars begin to stitch themselves together. You look on, horrified as flesh and bone re-knit. One reanimated feline sneakily slashes a slice from the side of a stunned stone ass. Meanwhile, Blazit lapses back into a wizard's state, mumbling something about a baby. What, what do you do? 
<laughs> I fucking love that Blizzy is Casey's character and he has yet to play it. <laughs> that makes me really happy. Yeah, that's great. Um, also, I guess the uh, the uh, the music <clears throat> from mm-hmm. TFDND comes from Kevin McLeod's. I think the album is called a, a, No, this maybe the song is Exotic Battle and the uh-huh. uh, album is called Wonders of Other Worlds. Oh. I feel like they wanted me to mention that. Probably. Yeah. If they if it's pulling up, they we should say that. that. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Kevin McLeod. Good job. Um, fucking. So I I've been slashed. You've been, you've got a big gash in your side now. That's not good. It's a bum deal. That's a bummer. So I think it's really up to Chongo many reps to fucking uh-huh. you know take this down to make it stop. Like make make this take care of these high cougars in a mm-hmm. way that maybe doesn't rely on. Stone Anne. Physical violence. Uh-huh. They're stitched back together. You're a person who knows a lot about stitching. I do. <laughs> That's true. It's probably just a whip stitch since it happened so fast. Fucking whip stitch. Fucking bullshit. Just some basic bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, somebody didn't take home ec. Uh, well, I think my cut purse is going to have studied some basic magic and they're going to test out this uh, experimental spell they have called a s- seam ripper of the seven seas. Shit, yes. Yeah, so uh, they will take a little bit of thread and a sh- broken needle and they'll hold it in their hand while uh, talking about setting a tension on a sewing machine. And then uh, the high cougar mega thing that's just sewed itself together you'll start seeing uh the sprite flash of light going around the seams of the being like tron yeah like when the uh when everything comes together in those 80s cartoons where like the big so it should start pulling apart and uh She'll, they'll be concentrating on that, I suppose, but maybe they can side over to you and like ID your or check out your wound, see how bad it is. So, wait, who's what the fuck is happening? What? Who's <laughs> checking out my wound? So, uh, I think Cut Purse is casting this spell, but wah, they are wah, also, wah. Rah, 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 yeah, they're moving over to you to maybe provide you some cover okay. while they're doing it. I'm gonna. I also. I'm. I'm a. I'm a barbarian and a rage, so I, mm. I don't feel this pain. I don't think. Oh, that's true. So I'm just gonna stab the haiku who slashed me in the head. Good job. All right. Um, I guess. I guess that's a good. The thing about it. We, we, There's yeah. so much delay until you hear the next thing, too. Also, like, I was talking to my wife, who is a a a, a, a notable D and D player in mm-hmm. her own right, and we were talking about playing barbarians and like. You're really very limited in the things that you do, which mm-hmm. is you really just fucking kill shit. <laughs> with a yeah, like, it's that's just like, your deal. like rage and murdering stuff. Yeah, taking damage, me. raging hard. Yeah, I'm playing a bard right now in um, Curse of Strahd, and she's a 12 year old punk bard hmm. from this military academy. Whoa. So I thought, 
Um, Because I haven't played a support role before. I thought she would be more of like backup. And she just turned into an attack bard. So all of her spells are like... You're like the lead singer. Yeah. It's like cloud of daggers and uh, heat metal and, you know, things that are more area effects that aren't necessarily supporting the party. Do you do a lot of singing? Well, I've been writing down a lot of punny song titles. Good, right on. She has this magical drum that looks like a clamshell, so she uses that a lot. Like a... Yeah, like, like a steel like drum, a I think. Vibe. Yeah, a yeah. little, which maybe is not like close to her aesthetics, but it's Barovia, so you take what you can get. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you never think like, man, that Jimmy Buffett was punk. <laughs> not um, quite. No. So I feel like another good way in, Pete. Mm-hmm. For calling, we've said it a lot, which is when in doubt, jam in, jam out. True. Um. And in that spirit, there's a, uh, we have a jam in. Okay. But we got to talk about it. Okay. Hello, Rachel oh. and Bo. We'd like to suggest a song to jam in. Okay. The song is Bell from Beauty and the Beast. What? Take care and have a wonderful weekend. What? Thing. That's my dad. Oh, well then shit. Okay. <laughs> Hi, oh. Rachel's dad. Oh, Alan, what are you doing? <laughs> What what are we talking about though? Like the the new shit? I think uh, I mean we can play it from the movie, but he's probably talking about this shit right here. Yeah, that shit. Oh god. Uh, I'm just like dog. I don't know if you do a lot of jamming. I don't think he's listened to this podcast, Bo. Fair enough. We don't have to get that far into it. Sweeping strings and into it? It's nice. Little town. Okay. It's a quiet village. Okay, Hermione. Every this is the one with uh, like the one Emma Watson. Yeah. Little town. Full of little people. Alright. Waking up to Thank you. Thanks. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> That's such a weird thing. So I think I I think I know why he's done this. Why um, is that? Talk, talk about it. So when I was in high school, uh, I was in almost every production that my drama uh, club put on. And my senior year, the musical was Beauty and the Beast. Oh, shit. So were you Belle? No. Um, Belle is a soprano, and I don't sing that high. Okay. Um, I was one... I was a... Uh, I had a solo in that song. Okay. Uh, as one of the villagers, and then I just filled in for other scenes. Cool. Um, I had some sort of line about Belle's beauty. I think that's later in the song. But, uh, we could do okay. I mean, I'm, I'm fine. I, <laughs> I, uh, That's very sweet of your dad. It's very sweet. I, uh, it, because also like when I was in high school, I thought that my parents had to be at every show, which yeah. maybe was unreasonable. <laughs> oh, like uh, every showing of every show? That's a lot. Yeah. I was a shit teenager. That's funny. Um, yeah. Well, it was like, oh, I'm putting so much, I, you know, if like we were rehearsing for multiple months and I would always be at rehearsal because I was always also doing wardrobe backstage and like helping with costumes. Yeah. So it was like, oh, I've put in so much time. He 
you guys need to put in that time too. And, right, right. But then it's also like a high school musical. So it's not <laughs> like I'm asking them to be like this highly professional thing. It's like... Are you are you still involved in the theater? I am. So uh, mostly I do like front of house stuff now. Okay. Um, although I do like performing every now and again. Um, and I'm also trying my hand out at voice acting a little bit. Oh, too. rad. Yeah. On another podcast. On a different podcast. Because you're a hot podcast commodity. Hot commodity. Said. What, what? Do you want to talk about the other podcast? Would you like to advertise sure, that podcast I can plug. this podcast? Sure. Uh, so come. Did you talk about your upcoming appearance on Telefriends on that podcast when you were there? Uh, Come on! I don't think, Bo, it's like a post-apocalyptic future. I don't think Telefriends exist there. I don't, well, you know what? If I've, I'm friends with the writer, I can maybe work in some referencing. Uh, so the podcast, the audio drama that I'm going to be in is called Splintered Caravan. Uh, it's by Chris Garrett, who is an independent, uh, comic author. He has a company called Overtime Comics, uh, that he runs. And... Essentially, it's a Ocean's Eleven in space, I think is the easiest way to... Post-apocalyptic Ocean's Eleven in space. A little bit, yeah. Or like futuristic Ocean's Eleven in space. I'm in. All right. Maybe not apocalyptic, but... Can you tell me who you played without spoiling? Sure. So I play uh, Beltha, who is a uh, someone who hacks into security cameras and is able to be like a spy. And... Sick. Yeah. I have this gang of mercenaries that she's in. That's great. I'm in. I'm okay. (laughs) Um, So July, it'll come out in July. I have a I have a list of jam outs that I could pick from. However, uh huh. Let me know if you have a jam out. We'll fucking play that. I just want to apologize to my parents for making them sit through all of those high school musicals. We're happy to do it. Come on. (laughs) That's true. We're calling into a podcast they've never heard of. Thinking about the time you were in the thing. They're pretty great parents. This song is called The Nest. So these girls are all in high school. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. They're just really killing it. Really good high schoolers. That's great. Can you imagine being good at anything in high school? That was, like, not... That was, like, bad at everything. Uh, I was good at having meltdowns during tech week because I was too stressed out. Or I was, like... So Tech Week, um, in high school we called it Hell Week, is the uh, week right before the performance where uh, normally you rehearse with just the uh, actors and the dancers for the musical and not with the stage crew like bringing in and out scenery or like your costumes or even the orchestra. Um, So Tech Week is where all of those things come together. So you have uh, the first rehearsal with the orchestra and the uh, scene crew together. Okay. So that's a clusterfuck, right? Because people are still figuring out like how all of this goes together. Right. And you also have... Um, it's a good know, time for a meltdown. It's a great time for a meltdown because everyone is not putting away their costumes where they should be putting Mother away their costumes. Fuckers, just clean up out of your Clean up yourself. after yourself. Jeez. Don't leave veils where people can slip on them before yeah. helping with a quick change. Fuck's sake. Come on. Eno, right. Eno sneezed his approval. We have, a, as well. we have a studio full of dogs right so now. It's really dogs. fucking fantastic. That's great. Yeah. Okay. 
I don't have a good segue for the next. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> um, we love dogs. Next call. <laughs> yeah. um, Screw that bummer. Let's play a game. Great. Welcome to another episode of Name That Film. With name that film. I think I am, yes. Film. Okay. I'm your host, Alistair Cooper. And as always, <laughs> right. if our contestants are unable to make up a name for the film I describe, I will pay the horrible price. Oh, no. Let's begin. Alright. Our favorite puppy friends are back in this family-friendly adventure, but uh. this time they're setting their sights even higher. As in the moon. <gasps> Alright, 30 seconds on the clock. Contestants at the ready. Ooh, film. So, okay, I think the, the end cut off a little weird, but yeah. the idea is to name that film. So Name the film. It's, it's a, it sounds like a sequel. Puppies in Space, right? Yeah. This sounds like a sequel to like an Airbud movie, or mm-hmm. one of those movies where it's just puppies with bad CGI mouths talking. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, what would you call that franchise? I don't know. Uh... Puppy Tales? Puppy Tales 2, <laughs> Barking at the Moon. Barking at the Moon. <laughs> Puppy Tales 2, Barking at the Moon. Puppy there you Tales go. 2. Puppy Tales 2, Barking at the Moon. That's a good contender. Puppy Tales 2, Pups to Pluto. Ooh, Pups to Pluto. Pups to Pluto. Um, um, Puppy Tales 2. Puppy Tales 2, Maximum Borker Drive. <laughs> Uh, that uh, sounds like a Fast and the Furious ripoff. I mean, yeah, let's talk about a Fast and the Furious movie starring only dogs. <laughs> oh <my laughs> voiced yes. by the cast of Fast and the Furious. Okay, what kind of dog is Vin Diesel? What's a dog that like 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 what's a dog that like is you know full of like hubris but then runs up on like a bigger dog? Mm-hmm. Um, because it feels like IRL. It feels like Vin Diesel ran up on the rock and was like, uh huh. Shut the fuck down, pretty Oh, cool. that's right. Because I forget that The Rock There's is beef. also in this movie. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. This is, like, where uh, Tilda Swinton has... Or, um, no. Charlize Theron has, like, shitty white people Tilda dreadlocks, Swinton right? and Charlize Theron are easily confused. They're easily confused. Okay. Um, I think that's, like, a Chihuahua mix. Yeah, okay. I think he's, like, a Chihuahua rat terrier mix. Vin Diesel is. Vin Diesel, yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, the Rock is definitely. You see, so you want him to be like a pit bull or something, but I think but he's, he's more not. like a Saint Bernard. Oh, that's a good. Yeah, I think he's a Saint Bernard. Because he's big as fuck. But he's cuddly. But you want to hug him. You want to hug really him. Really bad. And he always like. I read the um, one of the profiles recently on him, where it's like the Rock might be running for president. Wouldn't that be great? Because he they have those like things of brandy on their neck, and he always yeah, yeah, is yeah. like. So nice and helpful to whoever he talks to. And makes you feel safe. Yeah. And I would also watch Moana with the St. Bernard as Maui. So. For sure. Oh, heck yeah. Yeah. Uh, those are. Pr- and Ludacris is in this too, right? I want Ludacris and Tyrese to be like identical dogs that are like <laughs> fucking with each other all the time. Uh-huh. I think they're the heart and soul of the Fast and Furious franchise. Uh-huh. Um, so I want them to. I want them to be the stars of the. The stars. Okay. What would you call the dog version of Fast and Furious? Would you just do Fast and Furious, but spell fur like F-U-R? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's already how you spell Furious, though. Oh, god damn. Extra R? Hmm. Furious? No, that doesn't work. The Fast and Furious? Fast and Furious? Yeah. yeah there right. it is. Thank All right. You. Good. That's a fucking twofer, Game Master. There you go. Do we get, like, do you 
you, you get immunity you get like next a 30 time. 30 second extension for the next time. <laughs> next time there's like two minutes to riff on dog movies. Uh, uh, that's awesome. Okay. And then the villain is like a hairless cat. Yeah. There's a bird I follow on Instagram called Rhea the Nature Bird. <gasps> yeah. It's my favorite thing in the world. Oh, she's adorable. She really is. Maybe it would be that bird then. You think it's a she cat? Feel, I feel like the like, bird would be like the fucking inside man in the, uh-huh. who's like secretly a good guy. Secretly a good... Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Who's like, hey, I'm chill. I'm hairless too. Yeah. And so the guy's like, the... cool, I trust you. And then the bird's like, but uh-huh. seriously but... ludicrous, the dog. I'm telling <laughs> Listen, you how to hack this Inside bird. information. Yeah, the password is meow mix. And the, <laughs> uh, the O's are zeros. <laughs> The thing is, then you could have like a momentary tribute to the Golden Retriever. Oh. Because Paul Walker would obviously be a Golden Retriever. He would, yeah. Sorry, that's kind of a bummer. Too. R.I.P. We received, we received Too a, many bummers. We received a, a, a message on the uh, the old the uh, Telefriends hotline at 304-518-JAMS. Uh-huh. Um, jams. There you go. I don't know what the fuck's going on with this call. Perhaps you could help. Okay. The President of the United States takes pleasure in presenting the Navy Cross... Okay. Donald Sarkian Jardian, uh-huh. Lieutenant United States Naval Reserve Medical Corps, All right. for services as set forth in the following citation. Mm-hmm. For extraordinary heroism as a medical officer serving in special operations in the Republic of Vietnam, mm-hmm. for outstanding devotion to his medical duties under hostile enemy fire, mm-hmm. and for performing said duties to the highest standards of the medical profession. Okay. There was okay. that. Yeah. Uh, what was that show that was set? In- Mash. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Was he reading something from like a character description on Mash? I wonder if he was. I remember I watched a lot of Mash, uh-huh. kind of growing as a kid, because I feel like like all I did when I was a kid was watch Nick at Night, and so like mm-hmm. as do we a lot all. Of Mash. But I didn't know shit about the time period mm-hmm. in which the show took place or the war in which it mm-hmm. was supposed to. So I didn't really get it. Like, I feel like I just watched it in a way that washed over me, but mm-hmm. not in a way that I was like... It would be like if you didn't never worked in an office, but you just binged all of office space. That was my life for a long time. Yeah. yeah. Was, I was fascinated by the office because of my, because I had never had an office job. Mm-hmm. Uh, now that I have an office job... I fucking hate the office. I still love The Office, <laughs> um, but it's not, it doesn't in any way mirror my own yeah. experience. I can't watch um, Silicon Valley because it's too close to really? my dalliance and startup life. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Is it that lawsuit crazy? Well, uh, I think the episodes that I watched uh, was where they were laying off that team on the like rival company who was mm-hmm. figuring out the algorithm to make a truly neutral net, I think is like the, yeah. from the 30 minutes I watched what right. I've gleamed. Sure. Uh, and I was <laughs> laid off from a startup and uh, I just can't like the pacing and the way they talk about things is just, it's not necessarily like lawsuit heavy, right? but just like the lingo and the way they move through startups just like makes me cringe. So you would not but, recommend that startup life? Uh, you know, it's a thrill ride. It's a thrill ride. <laughs> I think it's, it's all right. Um, I think if you go in knowing it's unstable, that's fine. Because I had gone in being like, oh, this is super stable. Um, but it is what it is. Hmm. But, you know, uh, I think the there's 
two backstories for that call we just listened to. One is that they are reading something that's like a fictional citation for a like TV show character. Sure. Two, they've gone into somebody's attic or at like Goodwill they and they found this document. Letter, yeah. yeah, it sounds like a real document. Um, I don't. That Maybe. person's name didn't sound familiar to me. Nor. I'm trying to remember anybody's name for like there was mm-hmm. Hawkeye from mm-hmm. Mash and, mm-hmm. and and Radar Radar O'Reilly or just Riley? I don't mm. remember. Fuck. Mash. It was a good show, I think. Good old Mash. Uh so yeah. Um That's yeah. It's weird there's not like a prompter. It's it's a fucking mysterious message. It is I'll mysterious. Even though it gives you the name. The um, President of the United States takes pleasure in presenting the Navy Cross. Donald Sarkian Jardian. Donald Sarkian Jardian? 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 Jardian. But then the name doesn't sound real. Yeah. Yeah. Shit, are we going back to Vietnam? I fucking hope not. Oh, God. Oh, Um, no. Rachel. Bo. Thank you for being on Telefriends. Thank you for having me. Yeah, fucking thanks for being on Telefriends. It's really clutch that you're here. Um, yeah. You're like our fucking yeah. The re- so you're because you're the pro- you're the only person who ever asked to be a fucking <laughs> co-host. We were like, well, fuck, okay, like, sure, like, uh, we've been chasing people down all week trying to, but then yeah. somebody wants to be a co-host. Yes. Well, I mean, um, so thank you for that, and thank yeah, you for uh, all of your calls. Definitely. Uh, our tenure as podcast. Yeah, you hers. might remember me from why is why I'm one dog peeing on the other dog. Yeah. Or help! I'm trapped in my office <laughs> and I have to speak in a whisper. <laughs> yeah, uh, lots of jams too. You're a really good mm-hmm. jammer. Thank you. I uh, since I don't have to talk to customers anymore, I can just listen to music uninterrupted at my job. So be more jams coming your way. Um, do you get to bring your dogs to work? I don't. God. I really want Damn. to. What if you, in a, like in a baby Like bjorn. a little papoose? Yeah. Uh, I've thought about it. I actually, a couple weeks ago, I had to go pick up a Bowie from the vet after a heartworm injection, Whoa. but I had a meeting scheduled for the afternoon. So I was trying to see if I could just bring him because he would be knocked out from all these painkillers right. and they shut that shit down. God damn it. I think it's the it's our building, I think, that yeah. just doesn't want dogs what around. Why do buildings do that? I work in a building that is either like tech workers or lawyers and there's no in between and I think the lawyers are just like no dogs. Yeah. yeah. Liability minded folks. <sighs> um, old fun police. But so if you just do you... like one dog per floor per day, it's not really that like bad. A lottery. Mm-hmm. That'd be okay. You just have a calendar where people sign up ahead of time. I think you could be on a calendar, Bess. Bess would um, be a great office dog, I think. I, yeah, she has been an office dog in her life. She's okay at it. <laughs> she gets a little whiny. Does um, she? What do you want to tell the world, uh, the, the, the larger listenership of Telephones about anything? Would you like to plug anything, advertise anything further? Uh, uh, I will replug Splintered Caravan, which will be coming to your ears in July. July. In July. Uh, provided that all of our recording days aren't thunderstorming like they were yesterday. Okay. Um, you can find Telefriends on fucking the internet. Mm-hmm. We're on... What are we on? on you're on, on Facebook. Uh, Facebook. You're on SoundCloud. You're yeah. on iTunes. You're right. on the Android yo, version you know of what? iTunes. Yo, we're on a bunch of shit now. Yeah. I put it, we're on Stitcher. Oh, you got on Stitcher. Yeah. Congratulations. Figured that out. We're on 
Hell yeah. Pocket well, hello casts. to Pocket Cast. Welcome to new heard of that. Stitcher listeners. Yeah, hey buddies. Um, is Stitcher a big in the cross station community as far as the podcast? <laughs> I've actually never used it, but I need I would like to. I do like listening to podcasts on the bus or like I'll listen to telefriends when I'm at work on Tuesday mornings. Right. It'll be a little different this week. Yeah. But... Yeah, it's weird to hear. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're on fucking Google Play. Google Play. Uh huh. There's one. a lot of spots. Are you on MySpace? We're not. Oh. Should we be on MySpace? I think it's still a thing, isn't it? I don't know, man. Should uh, uh I don't know. It's like Reddit is not really a space for podcasts necessarily. I don't think so. No. There's not like a forum to promote. I mean, stuff. there might be. I haven't really be. dive dove. I haven't dived. I haven't dove. Dove. I haven't, I haven't, I have not dove. I have not dived. I haven't, I haven't dived. You're right. You were right. I could be wrong either way. I haven't gotten that Somebody deep who knows grammar, call in and yeah. correct us. <laughs> Please, by all means. <laughs> uh, yeah, I try to stay out of Reddit. Mm-hmm. Um, I really only, I have a Reddit account. I really only use it when Game of Thrones is on because the Game yeah. of Thrones Reddit forum is like popping. Yeah? When it's on, yeah. Shit. I get all of my points from leaving comments on posts what after I watch. What do you think is going to happen in the next season? Uh, I think that... Uh, mm, I don't know. I think... I mean, everybody's going to be wearing more, like, warm clothes, hopefully, because winter is here. Right. Uh, I think that um, King the um, bay in King's Landing is going to freeze. Okay. I think it's going to be a really hard winter. Uh-huh. Um, and I think that Cersei is going to uh, go mad with power again, as more, even more right. than she already has. Uh, I think that the Lannister twins are not going to make it out of the season alive. Oh, shit. Which is, is rough because I like I hate Cersei, but I love her so much. Huh. Just because, like, when I think about um, the last episode, where uh, if you haven't, yeah, if you haven't seen those, fucking catch up. But um, what the fuck, dog? Participate in this culture. <laughs> Come on, how did you talk to people at your office on Monday if you For hadn't real? watched or this? Or at least thing? just like do what you did then. And, yeah. Like, nod and Everybody has HBO Go. You can steal somebody's password. For- for sure. <laughs> and just like, get into it. Um, but the moment, like, after the church is exploded with the wildfire, which, yeah. like, R.I.P. Marjorie, my beautiful smirking princess. That's lady with the cat face? Yeah, with yeah. the side smirk. Yeah, she looks, oh, she, like she a, placed like her a, bets wrong. Like a sly cat all the time. She does, yeah. And then, like, so I really, like, I love. Is that fucked up? I'm not trying to be fucked up. Huh? No, no, no. It's not. She, she resembles a cartoon cat. She Whatever. looks. <laughs> she she has a face that is more like angular and can read his feline really easily. So maybe she's the villain in Fast like, and the Furious. Furious. Oh shit! Fast oh, and the Furious. Fuck. Um, yeah. yeah, but like so. I think the moment of realization when she knows she's fucked is the best part of the last episode. Yeah, that's really good. And then the moment where Cersei watches the church explode, and then she just like sits there with her wine. And like swirls it a little bit and sniffs it, yeah. and then like slowly and luxuriously takes the sip. Yeah. Is like I think so like encompassing of her character, and I think the like just the ethos of this world overall, maybe except for how um, Daenerys and Danny or Daenerys and Sansa and Arya and John move through it, where it's just like 
I will destroy everything and I will like, I have to come out on top regardless of what my fight is. Like that moment of slowly savoring, but then realizing like, you know, she just murdered like 300 people at least her. Yeah. Well, her own child once Tommen takes a leap. Yeah. Um, which is also really beautiful. I think the cinematography in that season was just amazing. And like the Battle of the Bastards where... That episode made me uh, have an anxiety attack. Yeah. Oh, man. I was watching... I, I think... It's very much like, I can't breathe and I need to get away from this. Yeah. Place. Yeah, yeah. That where, um, where he goes under all of the people yeah, in that like ring that noise, of... Man. That's like a ugh. real fear of mine. Yeah. Yeah. This is why I don't go to... Mosh pits. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. But that, like, the cinematography in that one where um, Davos was standing by um, where that stake was with Shireen was just, like, fucking gorgeous. Yeah, it's that you know these character names. I'm very much like, you know, (laughs) the fucking Whittlin' dude. The guy that... Which which guy? Do that movement movement again. I can name him for you. Whittling? Yeah, he makes a deer... Shit, toy for Davos. What's yeah. Davos? I know. I'm saying. <laughs> oh, I see what you're doing. Okay, I'm sorry. I fucked up the joke. Davos. Okay, yeah. He doesn't have a one. Some of his fingers. Um, yeah, can't read. Now he can read. Now he can read. That's pretty dope. I think Davos is gonna be like the thing that also saves the world. You, He's gonna what, what know. Happened, what like what happened to British Indiana Jones? That like. Uh. Uh. That dude, he looks like he's on an adventure all the time. He looks like he's on an adventure. He's turning into stone. He's turning into stone. Yeah. Um, Grace, he's Grayscale. Uh, Jorah. He would be like Yorkfordshire Jorah Jones. Mormon. Yorkfordshire Jones. <laughs> Little Surrey Jones. Yeah. Um, he went, he got written out. Kind. Well, he's not written out. He's like off finding a cure for himself. Oh, man. I hope he comes back. Yeah, I think so, too. I don't... So, I also, like... I read the books between this past... Or between um, season five and then this past season. Is this past season six? I don't know. So, (laughs) I read them between. Uh, I read all of the books and it's like, oh, this... He doesn't actually have Grayscale, but, like, still interesting to see. So, I'm gonna tell you the truth okay. about this. Uh-oh. I was gonna... My initial plan was to end on TFD&D. Uh-huh. But oh. There oh, was such a like, clear up. segue that I was like, <laughs> well, fuck. All right, we'll just... So now <laughs> we're ending on a weird note. Okay. Um, but before I do, I'm gonna put out a call for a call because, yo, mm-hmm. there's some shit I need to know. Like, okay. my fucking uh, thing this summer is I'm trying to crack the code on... I mean, like, specifically dudes, like, uh-huh. not to be an asshole, but I'm just saying, I think it's, this is the one area in the world where I think, uh, it, this is, like, more difficult for dudes in terms of getting dressed. Mm. I think it's, like, super hard mm. to, like, get dressed in hot fucking weather and uh-huh. look like an adult. Like, mm. and so, mm-hmm. that's the code I'm trying to crack. If anybody has uh-huh. any fucking tips for, like, like, if you know i don't like what you think dudes should wear in hot weather Uh and like look like uh, look like dudes like like legitimate adults like okay that's those are the calls i want to hear yeah but uh there was a well what else would you look like do you just look like a high schooler because you're wearing like athletic shorts and a tank top how does this work i'm not a dude so i don't know sometimes a dude in shorts can just look like a like an old little kid Mm -hmm. you know what i mean is that because they're also probably wearing like an anime 
t-shirt or something? Probably. I mean, okay. I don't know. I'm not trying to be, I'm not trying to shit on anybody's deal. Like, okay, but okay. I'm just saying, like... <laughs> We're not fashion policing this. I'm, I'm in the middle of a fucking aesthetic existential crisis. Right, with the capsule fucking, wardrobe. Yeah. And now it's summer. What the fuck? It's a whole different capsule. Um, work. So, like, a while ago I was talking about, on the show, I was talking about the drug Sylvadine. I don't know if you remember me talking about this, but it was uh, this vaguely. weird ointment that I put on my skin and it, uh-huh. like, healed my skin in, like, seconds. And I didn't know if it was, like, oh, been taken off the market. Oh, were you talking about this when I scraped up my elbow? Yeah, yeah, called yeah. In? Yeah, fucking Sylvadine. I never got it, but my skin healed real fast. It's not bad. Can't even tell. Good. You can kind of tell. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, oh, well. Sylvadine update. <laughs> hey, tell friends. I just wanted to let Bo know that um, Sylvadine still exists. Thanks. Ooh. It's uh, in wide use. Um, I spend a lot of time in nursing homes. It's right. definitely used for wound care in mm. that market. Mm-hmm. But uh, I guess you can use it for pretty much anything. I think it's silver nitrate. And mm-hmm. I think they also uh, have it in like a gauze pad form where you can just yeah. lay it on there for a long time. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm sure you've got millions of calls, tweets, emails, <laughs> and Facebook posts about, you know, how this stuff really exists. But yeah. Big like Sylvanine, really. Anyway, Sylvanine fandom. my voice to the horde of people telling you that Sylvadine is a thing and it is awesome. Do you think that... Have a good day, bye! Thank you for your call. Um, Do you think that, like, maybe it was, like, risky Sylvadine, but, like, it's still used in, like, nursing homes and retirement homes because it's, like, the stakes aren't that high? (laughs) (laughs) Like, I mean, come on. Well... I might, well, I, maybe. Fucked up. Sorry. No, it's not <laughs> fucked up. It's not fucked up. I think maybe the, I'm thinking of ner- like nursing homes and I'm hospitals just saying, like, and you things. could have like some like developmental side effects, but like, dog, your shit's developed at this point. Um, so, yeah, like, that's true. Or you've, like the risk of infection is so much higher because there are so many people yeah, like yeah. going in and out. And, you yeah. know, at that point, your immune system is probably already pretty compromised. Compromised. Yeah, definitely. Like, um, what a cool note to intelligence. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody take those vitamins. Yeah. Uh, fucking please find us and like us and do all that shit. But yeah. the most important thing you can do Hype it out. is to fucking tell your friends about telefriends and to leave a message mm-hmm. in 304518 jams. Jams. Thanks for being here, Rachel. Thank you. Bye. Bye.
charge of what you feel, and when your life is looking real grim, it's time to squeeze. <laughs> 